Thanks for tuning in. I'm Joel Amidon. And I'm Ann Monroe. And this is the Teacher's Journey, Mile Markers on the Road to Better Teaching, a podcast series where we discuss stories of teacher development. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Mississippi School of Education and is an Amidon Planet production. All right. Fantastic. Well, we have Cam, Cam Bracey here today. Fantastic. Cam, you're a... Famous, you're like like <laughs> social media famous around the school of education. Yeah, how does it feel like to be that uh, an influencer? Um, it's nothing major, you know, <laughs> nothing too major. Just TikTok here and there. So that's right. Well, I mean, that's where I, I first uh, I first saw you at, like uh, in the school of Ed's feed or doing. I think you had a takeover the summer before you came. Oh, yeah. in my class mm-hmm. and. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> like, I just hope I don't make the <laughs> make the next video or something. <laughs> yeah, and also I think over the uh, during the pandemic, it was nice to have those oh yeah the videos and the posts you guys were doing that just made it kind of fun, a little outreach. You yeah, because we started um, well because I was an ambassador like for the the following year. Then COVID hit, and it was like, dang, we can't really get involved as much as we could, but. We still did takeovers, so Jacob was like, anybody want to take over? And nobody replied. And I was like, well, this is my moment. <laughs> I'll take Step over. Up. This is my chance. <laughs> That's right. It's like when someone hands me a microphone. That's right, yeah. <laughs> like, like the other day, I just wanted to let you know that I, I, did, I took my chance too, Cam. The other day, I was asked on uh, Thursday to come to Dr. Platt and Dr. Um, Lowry were combining their sped courses. Oh, yeah, with and they the had a, singing? Well, I yes, heard the, they had karaoke. The and so, I, of course... <laughs> We, I let the students go first, Whoa. and then there was a microphone, so I sang Bobby McGee for everyone. <laughs> just wanted to let you know. Uh, yeah, and the, also the other and fun— And a video th- of that will be in the show. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, that would be bad. Um, but the other thing is that's fun about this, Dr. Amadon, is that, is that Cam was in both my class and your class yeah. as yes. an undergrad, and I actually remember him being one. <laughs> yeah. I had, we had someone on earlier. We had— uh, <laughs> Kayla. Kayla Luke on, and she had been in my 352 class, but I, I didn't remember. And I said, it's nice to meet you. And she oh. said, and you know, that's not like me, Kayla. <laughs> yeah, because right? you knew all our names. I know. Yeah. See? Right. Say that again, Cam. You knew all of that's our names. Right. <laughs> but so I don't know something happened. And I don't know, but now, of course, I know. I Kayla remember right Kayla in there, too, actually. I, <laughs> I remember her in the back. <laughs> she was very memorable. Thanks, Cam. <laughs> Rub it in there. <laughs> Except to the teacher. <laughs> anyway, so welcome to the teacher's journey, Cam. Uh, you know, and you know, obviously we're bantering back and forth. But could you give a little bit of insight into you? Just give a little brief introduction. Maybe where you're from. Okay, um, I'm Cam Bracy. I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. Born and raised. Um, um, I graduated from Ole Miss this past April. Well, May, April, whatever the. Yeah. <laughs> Since we graduated in April uh, with an undergrad in elementary education. And now I'm in the grad program. I'm a GA for the dean's office here at Ole Miss getting my um, master's in curriculum and instruction. So. Fantastic. Great. So um, you, it's excellent that, again, you've already had the background. You've been through mm-hmm. our program. You know, we're kind of using this podcast as a way to demonstrate like what does it look like to um document these moments of growth uh of teacher growth and so excited to have you share but before we get into that we're doing a little interview countdown could you thank three teachers who have shaped your development as a person uh yes okay so the first teacher i did it like 
elementary, elementary, middle, and high. Fantastic. Well, not middle and high put together, and then college. Okay. So, so for, secondary, middle, elementary, secondary, yeah. and every Okay, fantastic. So for elementary, I was in Montessori. Like, I was in Montessori in a public school, so it was, like, kind of, it wasn't weird, but it was, like, we were in our own little area. Mm-hmm. So my first teacher, I would think, is Miss Moxley. She was my, um, she was my three to six teacher, and then she was my six. Like she moved up, so she was my six to nine teacher. Is that that's so that's ages? Right? Yeah, we yeah, were yeah. in classes by ages. So okay. like, yeah, yeah, because we were in public school, they just said it was like kindergarten and mm-hmm. pre K together. Yeah, yeah, first through third, and then fourth and fifth. So she like helped me. Uh, I feel like she showed favoritism towards me, but maybe not. <laughs> but she really liked me, and she was like a good teacher overall i learned a lot of like concepts from her with being in montessori and that helping me like make the transition from montessori to like regular ed or whatever so she was like a big help in learning the basics and the foundations so she's the first teacher i would like to thank the second teacher is he was my teacher in seventh grade mr merrick and he was also my teacher in um well, he wasn't my teacher. He was like over the IB program. Have you heard of international? Yeah, Baccarat. yeah. I was in that in middle in high school, and he was like, uh, I I was in his first homeroom. He started teaching in seventh grade, and he really just helped me like outside of school a lot with like personal things, also with like growing as a person. Because I know I was like shy in like middle school, so like seventh grade, I just kind of people started saying hey, so I started saying hey back but he like really helped with that process of life and like even with high school I started running for things and he was like over like all the royal court and all that stuff so and I still talk to him to this day like we went out to eat with um him I think this past summer he's like a principal now so I've seen him grow like as a that's cool teacher and he's seen me grow as like a student as his student till now and then the college professor, really all of them, but uh, Sam. Yeah, we, Sam no, oh. which, which one of us? Uh, no, no. Dr. Amador, Dr. Dr. Yeah, yeah. Monroe. There we go. Cam, uh, hello. <laughs> um, go I, ahead and open up the envelope, Cam. There we go. <laughs> no, just kidding. I, I would say Sam. But I really like I, the school of ed has some great teachers. They all really oh, like, yeah, help absolutely. you. But Sam, um, when I took Sam. Sam Gilbert. Yeah, yep. Sam okay. Gilbert. Dr. Um, Gilbert Dr. now. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Gilbert, yeah. Gilbert. She really like helped. Um, me like get familiar with the school of ed, and I just really love Sam's class. And she was like checked on us throughout, like us being in college, even without. Well, I took her class the last two years, but even when we didn't take her class and when COVID hit, so she's been like a really good help. Even now, with uh, in the master's program, she's I went to her like for advice on different stuff and like how I should do like my field experience, for example, and get it done. And all that, so yeah, nice, nice. And she helped me with my UED, like the basics, and learn about it more. So yeah, how to create a good unit. Yes, yeah, excellent. Um, well, so all right, so that's you're thanking some teachers. Now, what are two reasons or events that led you to become a teacher? Um. Okay. So one event was like really school. I was good at school. I didn't know I was good at school. This was like an under, like mining thing. Like I. While I was in school, I just 
did my work. I always was like a great student. Sometimes, like I had a problem with talking too much, but other than that, <laughs> I was a great student. It goes from shy to talking to me. Yeah, it's progress. It was. Um, I was a great student, and I was like bad at sports. Like I was t- like everybody played football and all that, and I was like, oh, I'm terrible at that. But the one thing I was good at was school. So I was like, why not? major in school or (laughs) education so like when I got to high school like I became more like I don't know I just loved going to school in high school like I hated missing the day Mm -hmm. so I thought about and I was like why don't you become a teacher but I was like everybody kind of like didn't want like they did not say not be a teacher but they were like there's so many other things you could do so I never like really thought about it so I just brushed it off and then I was playing baseball and soccer. I found two sports I could play. So it was like, uh, let's push off what I want to major in. But I figured it out like freshman year. I just went back and forth a lot. So and another event uh I would say was to give back to the community that I live in. Cause I know I was in Jackson Public Schools district and it was like it wasn't the best but it wasn't the worst. It was like uh, it could use improvement in a lot of things. And people kind of, like, look down on it. But I feel like it's a good – like, I feel like public schools are a good district to send your kids in. And there's a lot like, – the programs I was in, Montessori, and I'll be – those are good programs. And people don't really acknowledge those programs a lot. And I feel like they really helped me with college because college was not, like – it wasn't easy, but it wasn't as, like, difficult to, like – what like, writing 101, my – classmates had problems in Wiring 101 and my problem was when I met my teacher was I write too much so <laughs> she told me to like get to the point basically some <laughs> my stuff so it's it was a parallel like, with that talking problem yeah. that <laughs> so you were prepared yeah you I was felt prepared, prepared. Yeah. yeah it prepared me for college way above the game so I um, made the decision to like cause I was I didn't start off as an education major I started off as a biology major yeah. and an education minor. And then, like, the whole freshman year, I was like, I wasn't even in any biology classes. And I was like, I don't want to, I really want to be a teacher. And I loved my education, like, minor classes. So, because I took Sue, Mrs. Birchfield, I think. Oh, um. For, like, foundations or something. Yeah. Uh, Miss Susan Birchfield, I think. But yeah, so one of the minor courses. Yeah, I like took one, and then it. I took intro to sped, but I needed that for major too. I just didn't know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when I, I like taking those classes, like really encouraged me to change my major from, um, well, my minor to major. So yeah, it's great, that's excellent. Um, and that's you know I, I like you know the way you position the public schools and thinking about them, and and like also too like. You're, we are representatives of our school, yeah. like coming out. Like mm-hmm. I'm representing Altoona High School. Yeah. You're representing Notre Dame High School. There you go, and Jackson Public Schools. Yeah. And so, like thinking about like how uh, you know the education. Like I was just talking about this in our methods class. Like you know, we only had one AP class. We don't, but like I don't know. I think I've done okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and too, and like wanting to be a part of the a representation of of the community. So yeah. that's that's great. I love that. All right, so. Okay, and we're here to talk about placing a mile marker on your path to better teaching. So what artifact would you use to represent your mile marker? Okay, the artifact that uh, stood out to me the most would be 
the letters that my teacher would write me for like uh, feedback on student teaching when I started student teaching last year at Oxford Intermediate. Mm-hmm. So my student um, teach well. My uh, clinical instructor was Mr. Garner. Uh, and he was also Dr. Moore's um, student teacher. Mm. She told me when he was the teacher. So oh, that's awesome. She called me a second generation <laughs> um, student teacher. But yeah, we. Um, he um, was a track coach and cross country coach. So he was like on the go a lot and busy. So having me in the class like helped him like major, and it also gave me a lot of practice to do things that I haven't done before. So uh, starting out, like, he could tell that I was, well, not comfortable, but he could tell that I was trying to find my place in the classroom. So after a while, he told me, he gave me, he would give me, like, things he would want me to work on. Like, I know one thing was classroom management. That was a big thing. And it was a lot. I wrote about that a lot in my journal, in my portfolio. And another thing was, um, like, projecting my voice because I wasn't really, like, a, Yeller in the classroom, like so it was an kinda, inward talker. Kinda yeah, be quiet. Yeah, yeah. So it was like fifth graders and me. It was like <laughs> clashing. So he gave me like different um, things to work on. So like we had like really rough days, like challenging days. But like as the he wanted me to prepare for my unit because he was like, when it's my turn, like teach. He's gonna just give the classroom to me, and he's mm-hmm. gonna play more of my role. So. He was like, it wasn't to like just nitpick and like do certain things, but it was to prepare me for my own classroom and be prepared. And I know I had like, I had this one day where I had something planned out and it was like too basic and it didn't work. So I was like, oh crap, now (laughs) I have to, I know he's going to be mad. But by the end of the unit, like the letters he wrote, they ended up like, I read over them by the end of the year and they ended up being like I could see the growth from how I started off as a student teacher and he even told um, because we would have meetings with my supervisor too Miss Purvis we had meetings with her about like my progress and all that and by the end of it my unit he was like he could see the difference and how I even raised my voice at a student and I was like wow like even one of the students like could say you did really good today and I was like Oh wow! So y'all do know this. I was like, <laughs> they know, don't yeah. they? Yeah, that's awesome. So you kind of you kind of hit the teacher education uh, jackpot with your student teaching. You yeah. have Paul Garner as yeah. a s- supervisor who's been supervising for years. When I first came twenty years oh, ago, wow. I uh, observed student teachers in his classroom yeah. uh, when he was at Oxford. Uh, it was uh, Oxford Elementary at the time. Oh, yeah. And then you had Anna Purvis, yeah, as your uh, actually really as your honest. supervisor, Paul Garner as your clinical instructor. Sorry, and Anna Purvis as your supervisor. Yeah. That's like teacher education uh, gold. <laughs> it's an amazing teacher, amazing right. supervisor yeah. she is. Um, so that's fabulous. And then when you say letters that. Uh, that Mr. Garner wrote. You mean like he was giving you feedback? Yeah. Okay. So like um, one letter, I remember one specific letter because he had to go to like um, track. So I would Mm -hmm. like leave, uh, be with the class like during dismissal and he would go to the um, practice. So he left a letter because, you know, it would save time. So, and I taught social studies. So that's when he could really like just lay back and see, um, how I taught, and he would tell me he liked the way I ran social studies, or he would look at, I would look at the way that 
this will work or like put more enthusiasm into this and, and like just different stuff like that. So it was um, more of like feedback letters on different um, topics I taught. Like even with science, uh, when I taught my unit, he told me like we stayed. We would come, I would come early or we would stay like after school or come on weekends to just plan the lesson so it would run smoothly. So he wouldn't have anything to worry about and I would be prepared for like my lesson to go smooth throughout the day, even if I ran out of time or if I didn't have enough. So I love this combination of like the, the probably the same level that he's of, of excellence he wants for his yeah. runners he's having for you yeah. as, as the teacher and then also providing the feedback necessary in like, you know, uh, he's not going to be there after school. So what is yeah. he going to do? He's going to write a letter. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's neat. It's a great investment in, uh, in, in you and your development as a teacher. That's awesome. So, you know, I, I'll ask it just and see if there's anything else you want to add to it. Why was this mile marker or why was this artifact important to your growth as a teacher? Um, I think it helped me like kind of, in a way, factor, not factor, but like make, no, I don't know, um, create my classroom in the future and what I should avoid and what I should include. Because I know like thinking about it, I was like, oh, this is just, I didn't know it was as hard as it was until I actually, like I thought, oh, this is going to be the fun part of yeah, yeah. Um, being an education major. But that was actually the hardest part. So it kind of made me think about the like little things that teachers have to do in order to make their classroom successful and their students like contain order, like little things like coming in there in the morning. Like I didn't think about, Oh, the students have to have something to do in the morning or they're just going to go <laughs> haywire. And like, yeah. I didn't know that what to do if the copier breaks. So like, <laughs> it was like little <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, little things that like that, and then, like, the technology now from when I was a student, it's like, what if that goes out? So right. it's, it was different, like, little things that kind of I took note on, which helped me and how I will build my classroom in the future and what I will enforce and, like, the different rules, so. And I think I like when you keep saying these little things, I think that's so important because it's like fine-tuning, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, and that's what the student teaching semester is about. You've learned a lot in your classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go into student teaching and it, then you're putting everything yeah. into practice yeah. and it's, it's fine tuning. That's what, yeah. that's the whole, that's the whole idea. That's what the time is for, yeah. right? To fine tune things. And I think also these little things that you're talking about end up being big things. Yeah. So it's like paying attention to those little things makes a big difference in a yeah. classroom yeah. with, with students. Well, I like too the fact that you mentioned earlier as well, how these letters like, you know, probably the ones at the beginning, the ones that, like they, you said that they showed your growth. Like, yeah. You probably were, it's like, hey, okay, I'm playing more stuff versus like, you know, the bigger yeah. tuning stuff to the smaller ones were like, hey, I like how you use your voice in these areas. And yeah. so it's like, yeah, you already, you knew how to plan for the time. Yeah. And you knew, and <laughs> now it's about yeah. the little adjustments. Yeah. And he would say things like that. Cause like sometimes we just had like talks instead of the letters, cause we had like time during the planning period. And he would be like, Oh Cam, I like the way that you did math. Well, not math, but because I did science, but he taught math too in the past. But he was like, "Oh Cam, I like how you did the um, uh, bell ringer today." And he would like, like for example, in his home, we had three classes, so in his home room, he would basically do 
homeroom, and then I would go off to the second period early, and he basically would show me first period how to do it, and then I would do most of it second period, or some of it second period, and then third period I would do it, so... Because you all moved to different uh, yeah we moved during COVID yeah because during COVID yeah we had to actually teachers like, moved not the students take yeah. all the stuff yeah, and yeah. move it and I'm, it was like very beneficial to like have a student teacher because it was a lot of moving and, like, <laughs> yeah. I had to literally move carts and yeah. I even helped some of the other teachers out sometimes yeah. with, like watching the class and stuff so it gave me a lot of practice and like insight on how teaching works and how like because we even i even sat in on the p p c l is it pcl plc's the plc meetings and i've never knew i like i knew teachers met during like planning periods but i didn't know like all that went on during it and just getting that experience really helped me and i wrote about it a lot in my um uh portfolio and i wrote some standards about it so awesome um, so how do you connect these, so these letters and as an artifact, how do you connect them to the field? So as important to the field, like to the standards, like what, what standards? Like, I mean, I know that I've got yeah. some ideas, but I'm wondering what you picked. So like in my, when I did it in my portfolio, I, uh, use standard, the standard number one for the intact standards, like learner development, because mm-hmm. it helped me like develop as a learner because it was my first time actually in like a student teacher field because i like even in i took edrd 355 the literacy yep. reading class where we like the first class spent a lot we of went, time in schools yeah. we went into reading and i was with the kindergarten class so i got experience but i want to do like fifth or sixth middle school or yeah. fifth and even with junior year, our time got cut short with, like, the field experience. So this was, like, my first time in actual, like, planning something and then going out and, like, actually executing it. So I learned a lot about the development that teachers have to uh, make. Another one was standard number seven with the planning instruction. That's what I was going to say. And I had to plan a lot of, like, activities, especially because we had a lot of – we had mixed classes, so it was, like – we had ELL, ELA learners, and then we had, um, not ELA. Um, English language yeah, learners. Yeah. Uh, ELL learners. Um, we had special ed, and then we had regular ed all in one class. So it was like I had to make um, things that would, modifications for those students. So it was, I didn't even know about that because yeah, yeah. when I was in public, well, when I, in my public school, they didn't like mix or anything. It was just like. Regular inclusion. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of. So, I learned a lot about how to plan instruction for everybody so that they understand uh, the material best for them. And another one was leadership and collaboration because I did a lot of collaborating with the other student teacher that was on like in science with me. We would, mm-hmm. we would sit in the PCF. We actually like created our the state practice test. We created the well we. That we didn't create the questions, but we created like the uh, practice test on Schoology for the students to take. So it was like fun getting the experience there. And I also worked with the other teachers in the science department at uh, Oxford Intermediate, and they helped me a lot with like planning my uh, UBD and lessons and um, creating material that the students would like remember. 
That's so. a great example of a professional yeah. interview or a PLC. You know, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like that's what you should be doing. You had a little yeah. mini PLC with the yeah. other student teacher. Yeah, yeah, we would meet all the time during our, like, um, off period and just playing different things. So, wow. Was, I'm hearing this all this, Cam, and I'm like, this is the kind of collaboration I hope that most teachers yeah, have. You know, like, yeah. the kind of interactions and thinking about, like, we're all trying to get better and, and all – helping contribute to each other like we would say in our class often is that we're smarter together and man that hopefully if if um you know other if other student teachers are out there or other pre-service teachers and like looking out for those opportunities to collaborate and you know even if you never met that person before ask (laughs) the name and like start hey how can we help yeah Yeah, talk to each other you said gift of gab right (laughs) (laughs) that's right uh all right well what I wonder, Cam, if you would be willing to share uh, your pocket size philosophy statement. Okay, so I recently changed it. Like, oh, last, oh, nice. last nice. week. So, like, the original one was okay. So, my original one was my ultimate goal as an educator is to provide students with comfort, coziness, and culture as they gain new knowledge daily. And then I just shorten it to like comfort, coziness, and culture because those were the three things I was like big on in. Um, like elementary school, I wanted, um, like I wanted to be comfortable in the class, like comfortable enough to yeah. ask questions. Then I wanted to feel like I was at home with the coziness, and then culture, like I wanted to learn about, like I wanted to meet new friends a lot and learn about different people and like their backgrounds. And because me and my sister were always in the same classes, we're twins, so <laughs> it was like I need my own friends. So like, <laughs> she's with me, so it's That's like right. we had to make friends together. So. I changed coziness because I was like, that kind of could go with comfort. Because we, in Dr. Taylor's class, in his grad class, we did, um, I did my presentation, because we all have to do a, like, presentation about our story in education. And I just, I did mine, like, three weeks ago. And I was, we had to provide, like, what encouraged us to teach. Or, no, how do we want to be remembered as a teacher? And I put my philosophy statement as how I want to be remembered. And I thought about it and I changed coziness to curiosity after learning mm-hmm. like yeah for the past two years more about education and I chose curiosity because a lot of students are curious about what's going on in the classroom yeah. and I know as a student I was curious about like why the sky was blue or why trees grow or but well since we did like more in-depth learning like we did a lot of analyzing about different countries and all that in IB. So it was like I was wanting to know why they do certain yeah. things and why. So I feel like students are very curious in class, and I want to replace that with coziness. And coziness could go with comfort yeah. because yeah. what student wouldn't want to be comfortable in class? Like we had these chairs. Um, when I was student teaching, uh, Mr. Garner had like these, you know, the like spiral chairs uh-huh. that like bounce. Uh-huh. We had those in class, but the students like they would like read on their like off time in the chairs. But got to a point where, you know, the chairs were a distraction, so we had to put them back out, like put them back in, and then make them like earn the chairs. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I replaced it recently, like literally like a few weeks ago. Right, I, I love, love that because so. it shows that it shows you're still on a journey, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, um, even someone as old as Dr. Amadon is on a journey. Oh with his teacher. Um, but we're constantly adjusting, adding, learning. Yeah. Um, and 
that's sort of the whole you know reason that the philosophy statement in the portfolio that we use is built mm-hmm. the way that it is, where you're constantly adjusting it and dating it. And oh, yeah. you know, it's not like anything massive changed for you mm-hmm. in terms of the way you're thinking about the classroom, but it was just sort of a way of thinking, you know, this is an element that I want to yeah. focus on more. So I think that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and they're all kind of connected, right? You're yeah. willing to share who you are as a person, the culture, if you're comfortable. And then, then also to be that, you know, like we can be curious. We can ask questions yeah. to each other because we mm-hmm. have a certain, there, you've, you've built up this environment within your classroom where that, that's able to happen. I don't know. I mean, so yeah, three words, but a lot, I mean, like, yeah. just think about all the thought you have behind those three words. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. And I remember when, like, when I took Dr. Monroe's class and we had to write the first one and it was like mine was like two pages and (laughs) (laughs) I was like why did I write this long and then you explained it to us and I was like okay now I have to adjust it so when we moved on to like when I took Sam because I took Sam for like the class Dr. Monroe taught but the higher one for like the three was it 353 353? yeah Mm -hmm. so she told us um it doesn't have to be like it just has to focus on like what you wanted to teach her. So I shortened it and it was like it was like mid paragraph, like <laughs> a paragraph two. And then she was like then I took her again and uh for the other one and my statement became well no, I took you for like the shorter shorter, shorter version and yeah, yeah. then it was like, Okay, Doctor Emerdon said focus on what you want to be remembered as a teacher as and that was my philosophy statement. That's right. There you That's go. That's right. So awesome. Um, well, and anything, and I th- seem like we've seen how this uh, philosophy statement and the mile marker kind of have connections. But anything you want to add? So between your philosophy statement and your mile marker, your artifact, like do you see how they kind of interplay? Um. Yeah, I see how like it helped me grow as like not even a teacher, but like as a person because. Mm-hmm. I became more, like, aware of how I want to run my class. Not run it, but how I want to be a leader for other um, teachers as well as other students in the classroom and how I want to um, help them want to not even become teachers but be successful in, like, life and want to come to school like I did every day. So, Yeah, and that's I think that's a gift, the fact that you – when you were saying earlier that you loved to go to school, yeah. that's such a gift. And yeah. I think that's something that uh, if that's not already naturally there for the student, that's something a teacher can give, yeah. right? That gift of right. of wanting Being to come in, to school. Yeah. That's, that's just all I love that. I hated missing school as a child. <laughs> that's, a, well, that's a wonderful <laughs> thing, <laughs> I think. Um, anything that uh, pops to mind from regards to resources? I mean... Uh, and I think it's a book that you read in Dr. Taylor's class, that Culture Code book. Oh, yes. We just finished it. Yeah. Um, and it was a good, like, I really liked the book because it wasn't like a typical, like, textbook. It yeah. was more of, of like a life It wasn't like in education, but it was more of like life skills and it's what like, you need to, like, work with other people and collaborate with um, others to be successful. Yeah, it's a great. Uh, so Daniel Coyle wrote it. It's a Culture Code, um, like, Something about successful groups. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the creating successful groups or something like that. But anyway, uh, great book. I know. I think Kayla Luke talked about it yeah. before too. But um, that's a that's a great resource if people aren't aware of that. But also too, just the idea of mentoring and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Um, Ken Blanchard wrote a book with Claire. I can't remember her name, but I'll link it in the show notes. But it's um, it's basically just a book on mentoring, and I think. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes with the newly experienced teachers, like we're yeah. having some of our graduates are now the, well, like you're just talking about the, the, the kind of the history of student teachers and clinical instructors that you just shared before, Dr. Monroe, is like we have our newly experienced teachers that are now becoming clinical instructors. Right. Oh, wow. And like what does it mean to oh, be mentors? Oh, that is scary. Right. And oh, so, wow. yeah. I didn't even think about that. Oh, but like, wow. but the thing but is, mine, you saw it. Like, yeah, you know how to one. do it, and yeah. so maybe some right. folks they might thinking intentionally. So this, the what you just shared, Cam, yeah. could be helpful for others that are not thinking about maybe their growth as like a teacher, but thinking about their growth as a teacher of teachers, as a where a clinical yeah. instructor. That's the first line to, of being a teacher of teachers. Yeah, and one of the things that, that when you were talking about this mentorship thing in terms of resources, I had the great fortune. Uh, when I was student teaching and then also my first years of teaching to have amazing mentors. So uh, yeah. I had uh, two during student teaching, uh, Faye Smart, who taught third grade, and Brad Goodson, who taught fifth grade mathematics. So I was in both of their classrooms and um, just, ha- you know, kind of like you hit, you know, hit the um, hit the gold there. The yeah, the yeah. jackpot <laughs> with those two. And then I moved into my first years of teaching at a school and was assigned two fabulous mentors, Carol Waller and Cindy uh, Wilkinson and just the unbelievable um, amount of information and help and support that I got from those two yeah. ladies was incredible. So then I started thinking, well, like, what's a resource? I mean, obviously you have these people, this mentor, you had, um, you know, your mentors and I've had my mentors and Joel's talked about his mentors before. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about like, what if you're looking for a mentor? You know, what is, what is somebody, so somebody that I like to go to and, and um, unfortunately she's no longer with us on this earth, but she's got lots of recordings. <laughs> and so I love Rita Pearson. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with Rita mm-hmm. Pearson, but if you, she's done Ted talks and all sorts of things, but um, she taught for years and years and years and unfortunately passed away a few years ago. But that's somebody that could be anyone's mentor, yeah. like because she's available. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, every champion, like the uh, be a champion for a kid. Is that? that I, I don't know if that's her, but um, okay. that sounds like her. Okay. Um, we'll we'll find it. And yeah, we'll post it but uh, I always show Rita when I read a Pearson's TED talks in my class. I don't know, Cam. You may have actually seen it in my class. I can't remember, um, but um, you know, she's she's just somebody that could be anyone's mentor. If you're, yeah. you know, if so. That's just a good resource. We'll put yeah. we'll put some Rita Pearson uh, links in there. Just an amazing teacher um, that you know people can listen to and look up to. We watched the well. I just watched like a video for Dr. Taylor's class on Winst- William Winter. Oh yeah, and I had no clue who he was until like Sunday. And when I watched the video, I did not know like he was that amazing of a person. And like he did a lot of things for education in Mississippi, and it was just. Like, amazing to watch it, like the documentary and yeah. write about it, and because I like I like I'm the type of person like even with Netflix shows I just start looking the person up after I watch it and I started mm-hmm. looking him up and everything about him and I was he's like he's kind of amazing he yeah. literally just died and I was yeah. like I hate that I didn't like know who he was before but like I just we're probably gonna talk about it today in class because we just watched it but I just wanted to bring it up but, yeah. Yeah. yeah and if you you know if you went to public school in Mississippi, uh, like you did, you were, you benefited from what Governor Winter, uh, brought to education in the early 1980s. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, well, thank you, Cam. This is a, this is great. I think we, uh, captured a lot. And also too, just like, I mean, that's kind of like why we do the podcast is to be, you know, just like, you know, Dr. Monroe was talking about finding recordings of Rita Pearson. And like, sometimes these, like, again, these moments of growth where, you know, 
maybe someone else can can have or not having those same experiences, but they can learn through somebody else's experiences, and that's uh, another thing that uh, we're appreciative of you coming and sharing. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I feel cool now. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> All right, <laughs> add this to your social media empire. That's Cam. right. There we go. So thank you uh, for tuning in to The Teacher's Journey, mile markers on the road to better teaching. This episode may be over, but the journey to better teaching continues. Please subscribe to the podcast so you're notified when the next episode is ready for a listen. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review the podcast. You can also share the podcast with someone you feel may be interested in these stories of teacher development. And are you ready to start your journey to better teaching? Send an email to Nick Sisk at Nick F at OleMiss.edu. They use the School of Education Admissions Counselor to hear about all the options for becoming a teacher or educational leader. Or perhaps you are well into your journey and looking to further advance as a practitioner or researcher in your field. For more information on all our graduate programs, contact the University of Mississippi School of Education's Graduate Studies Office by sending an email to graduation at OleMiss.edu. And if you're looking for a doc program, I can help you with that. So you can send an email to jcamadon at OleMiss.edu. Also, follow the University of Mississippi School of Education on social media. You may just see Cam out there. I bet you will. At Ole Miss Ed School on Twitter and Instagram, so you can learn more about opportunities like free graduate application weekends. Information can be found in the show notes for this episode at roadtobetterteaching.com. And finally, thank you to Cam for sharing a portion of your journey. And thank you to all of you listeners out there for taking the journey to better teaching. This world is a better place because you have used the gifts you have been given to teach others.